بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فهو المهتد ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وعده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما باب قول الله تعالى ولئن أذقناه رحمة منا من بعد ضراء مسته ليقولن هذا لي وما أظن الساعة قائمة ولئن رجعت إلى ربي إن لي عنده للحسن فلننبئن الذين كفروا بما عملوا ولنذيقنهم من عذاب غليظ الله the exalted says and if we give him a taste of mercy from us after some adversity has touched him he is sure to say this is due to me and I do not think that the hour will be established. But if I am brought back to my Lord, surely there will be for me the best with him. We will surely inform those who disbelieved about what they did, and we will surely make them taste a severe punishment. Surah Fussilat, ayah number 50. For again, like we said, the Shaykh used an ayah as the chapter title. And yani, you can use the chapter title that they've put in your book, but yani, a more concise one would be showing ingratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For the relevance of the chapter to the book, for the Shaykh Rahimahullah, he, he wanted to make clear that if a person claims that they are deserving of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's favors, they make this claim that I am deserving of Allah's favors. Whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed of me upon favors, I am deserving of it. These favors of Allah came to him after they were in adversity, they were in hardship. Then this goes against the completeness of their tawheed or the perfection of their tawheed. And in some instances, he also may remove their tawheed. For it can affect the Kamal al-Tawheed and it can also affect Aslu al-Tawheed. And if you remember chapter 41, the chapter title of chapter 41 was recognizing the favors of Allah, then denying them. For there's some overlap between that chapter and this chapter. For it all goes back to the interpretation of the ayat and the interpretation of the hadith. For as we'll come to see the ulama, they had different interpretations for what the ayat meant and what the hadith meant. The first interpretation is if a person attributes the favors to their effort and their knowledge. They say this ni'mah, this favor is because of my knowledge. I studied four years مثلاً, in university and I am deserving of any favor that came as a result of this. Or I work very hard, I work seven days a week, uh, eight hours a day. I am deserving of all the blessings that come to me because of my work. For in this case, what are they doing? They are attributing the blessing to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is where the overlap is with chapter 41. And we said this can be minor shirk and it can be major shirk. For if they think that it is just the sabab and that Allah is the mun'im, then this is minor shirk. But if they believe that it is their hard work and their effort and their skill, then this is major shirk and it removes them outside the fold of Islam. But if the interpretation is that if a person claims that they are deserving of Allah's blessings and favors, this shows pride and contempt in their ubudiyyah. For when an insan says, I am deserving of Allah's blessings, Allah gave me this blessing because I am deserving, this shows contempt and this shows a pride in the ubudiyah of the insan. Fayana, just to summarize, the overlap between this chapter and the other chapter, if they say that يعني, these blessings are because of my يعني, knowledge and my effort, then they are attributing the ni'mah to the sabab and this is minor shirk. But if they say, I am deserving of this ni'mah, this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave it to me, then this is minor shirk in the ubudiyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
Because when we worship Allah, we worship Allah in humility and submissiveness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's no room for pride when you are worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For giving thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is an act of worship. When we give thanks to Allah, we show a humility and submissiveness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's no room for haughtiness and takabbur. باب قول الله تعالى ولئن أذقناه رحمة منا من بعد ضراء مسته لا يقولن هذا لي فالله سبحانه وتعالى يسأل ولئن أذقناه when we give them a taste or when we give him a taste and who is this referring to أذقناه who does this pronoun return to دعوة ماذا يسأل يعني جنس الإنسان إنسان in general but as the Sheikh Ibn Uthaymin he said يعني this can never come from a true believer because if you look at the remainder of the ayah, the context of the remainder of the ayah, this person, he denies the hereafter. For a believer, if they deny the hereafter, this automatically takes them outside the fold of Islam. For this is why they said that this is specifically referring to Al-Kafir. So anyone who has these same characteristics as this person, then they have يعني, a resemblance to the Kuffar and they are outside the fold of Islam. وَلَئِنْ أَذَقْنَاهُ رَحْمَةً مِنَّا رَحْمَةً مِنَّا We give him a taste of the rahma minna. And this rahma is يعني, wealth and health and all the blessings that come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Minna, that it is all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That the blessing is not from anyone else other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَئِنْ أَذَقْنَاهُ رَحْمَةً مِنَّا مِنْ بَعْدِ ضَرَّاءَ مَسَّتْهُ After an adversity has touched them. Has touched them. For they only experienced the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after they were beset by adversity, such as poverty or loss of children. For a person is happier with the ni'mah if it comes after a hardship, and they are more likely to enjoy it because they appreciate the ni'mah, because they were in hardship. And as the Shaykh ibn Uthaymin, he said, like the one who enjoys eating after being very, very hungry. They don't appreciate the food until they are very, very hungry. وَلَئِنْ أَذَقْنَاهُ رَحْمَةً مِنَّا مِنْ بَعْدِ ضَرَّةً مَسْهَتُ لَيَقُولَنَّ هَذَا لِي He says this is due to me. I am deserving of this. هَذَا لِي And if you look at the interpretation of Mujahid and the interpretation of Ibn Abbas, what did Mujahid say? He said, هَذَا بِعَمَلِي وَأَنَا مَحْقُوقٌ بِهِ يعني this is the result of my effort and I deserve it. This is the one where he's saying that I am deserving of the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Ibn Abbas, he said, this is because of what I have of skills. This is because of my skills. This is why I have this ni'mah, because of the skills that I have. This is where he's attributing the ni'mah to the sabab. Whereas the qawl of Mujahid, he's saying that I am deserving of this ni'mah. وَمَا أَظُنُّ السَّاعَةَ قَائِمَةً And I do not think that the sa'a will be established because they are so immersed in their ni'mah, they are so immersed in the dunya. He says, I th- don't think that the sa'a is going to come. This is something so far away, so far-fetched. وَلَئِنْ رُجِعْتُ إِلَىٰ رَبِّ إِنَّ لِي عِنْدَهُ لَلْحُسْنَ And he makes the presumption that even if I was to be returned to Allah, remember he's denying the akhirah, he's denying that he will be resurrected. Even if I were to be returned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then I will have husna with him. Inna li indahu lal husna. Yani ka'annu he's saying, Allah has, has given me blessings in this dunya, then he will continue and he will give me better in the akhirah. Essentially he's saying, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving me in this dunya, it means he loves me. That means he will continue to give me good in the hereafter if I am going to be resurrected. He's saying, inna li indahu lal husna. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, فَلَنُنَبِّئَنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بِمَا عَمِلُوا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he called him a kafir here. فَلَنُنَبِّئَنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا We are going to inform them of what they used to do. يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ وَلَنُذِيقَنَّهُمْ مِنْ عَذَابٍ غَلِيظٍ And we are going to make them taste a severe punishment. And then in the second ayah, وَقَوْلِهِ تَعَالَى قَالَ إِنَّمَا أُوْتِيتُهُ عَلَىٰ عِلْمٍ عِنْدِي In Surah Al-Qasas, ayah 78. قَالَ إِنَّمَا أُوْتِيتُهُ عَلَىٰ عِلْمٍ عِنْدِي 
for this is talking about Qarun and how he said this has been given to me only because of my knowledge and then if you look at the interpretation of the ulama qala qatada ala ilmin minni bi wujuhi al-makasib wa qala akharun ala ilmin min Allah anni lahu ahlun wa hadha ma'na qawl mujahid utituhu ala sharaf for the qawl of qatada yani according to the interpretation of qatada the knowledge possessed returns to the person inma utituhu ala ilmin indi this indi is referring to whom referring to the person i have this knowledge this is why I have this blessing. This blessing is as a result of my knowledge. And this is the interpretation of Qatada. What did he say? Ala ilmin minni biwujuhil makasib. I have the experience in earning. I have the knowledge of how to trade and how to earn money. For he's attributing the ni'mah to his skill. وقال آخرون على علم من الله أني له أهل وهذا معنى قول مجاهد وتيته على شرف. And then the second opinion that this علم returns to Allah subhanahu wa taala. يعني I was given these things because Allah knows that I am worthy of it. That means I know that Allah knows that I am worthy of it. This is similar in meaning to Mujahid's statement because of their high rank. Because of my high rank, Allah knows my honor and my high rank. This is why he gave me this blessing. And then the general meaning of the ayat. In these ayat, Allah informs us that when he blesses mankind with health, well-being and wealth, after being afflicted with sickness, poverty or loss, they do not show thankfulness to Allah, but instead show ingratitude and boast that it is their right upon Allah to receive these blessings. Allah makes clear that the reason for this is their doubt in the reality of the Day of Judgment and all that it entails. In their ignorance they exceed even this, for they believe that should it prove that the hereafter is a reality, they will continue to be deserving of greater blessings with their Lord, despite their ingratitude. Then Allah warns them that they will be shown their deeds and they will be held to account for them on that day, and they will receive a terrible punishment. And then the relevance of the two ayat to the chapter, yana, they share a similar relevance. For the ayat, they prove that yana, attributing blessings to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or claiming that a person is deserving of these blessings. For it is a form of disbelief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is a form of kufr. And like we said, it can be al-kufr al-asghar or al-kufr al-akbar. For if a person just said it yana, and they attributed the sabab to themselves and they said they are deserving of this, but Allah is the one who gives the favor, then they have committed minor shirk. But if they say that they are deserving because of their skill and because of their knowledge and they attribute everything to the skill and the knowledge, then they have committed major kufr. They have committed major kufr. وعن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه أنه سمع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول إن ثلاثة من بني إسرائيل أبرص وأقرى وأعمى فأراد الله أن يبتليهم فبعث إليهم ملكا فأتى الأبرص فقال أي شيء أحب إليك قال لون حسن وجلد حسن ويذهب عني الذي قد قذرني الناس به قال فمسحه فذهب عنه قذره فأعطي لونا حسنا وجلدا حسنا قال فأي المال أحب إليك قال الإبل أو البقر شك إسحاق فأعطي ناقة عشراء وقال بارك الله لك فيها قال فأتى الأقرع فقال فأي شيء أحب إليك قال شعر حسن ويذهب عني الذي قد قذرني الناس به فمسحه فذهب عنه وعطي شعرا حسنا فقال أي المال أحب إليك قال البقرة أو الإبل فأعطي بقرة حاملا قال بارك الله لك فيها فأتى الأعمى فقال أي شيء أحب إليك قال أن يرد الله إلي بصري فأبصر به الناس فمسحه فرد الله إليه بصره قال أي المال أحب إليك قال الغنم فأعطي شاة والدا فأنتج هذان وولد هذا فكان لهذا واد من الإبل ولهذا واد من البقر ولهذا واد من الغنم 
قال ثم إنه أتى الأبرص في صورته وهيئته فقال رجل مسكين قد انقطعت به الحبال في سفر فلا بلاغ لي اليوم إلا بالله ثم بك أسألك بالذي أعطاك اللون الحسن والجلد الحسن والمال بعيرا أتبلغ به في سفر فقال الحقوق كثيرة فقال كأني أعرفك ألم تكن أبرص يقذرك الناس فقيرا فأعطاك الله عز وجل المال فقال إنما ورثت هذا المال كابرا عن كابر فقال إن كنت كاذبا فصيرك الله إلى ما كنت وأتى الأقرع في صورته فقال له مثل ما قال لهذا ورد عليه ما رد عليه هذا فقال إن كنت كاذبا فصيرك الله إلى ما كنت قال وأتى الأعمى في صورته فقال رجل مسكين وابن سبيل قد انقطعت بي الحبال في سفري فلا بلاغ لي اليوم إلا بالله ثم بك أسألك بالذي رد عليك بصرك شاتا أتبلغ بها في سفري فقال قد كنت أعمى فرد الله إلي بصري فخذ ما شئت ودع ما شئت فوالله لا أجهدك اليوم بشيء أخذته لله فقال أمسك مالك فإنما ابتليتم فقد رضي الله عنك وسخط على صاحبيك that Abu Hurairah narrated that he heard the Prophet وسلم, saying, Allah will to test three men from the children of Israel who were a leper, a blind man and a bald-headed man. So he sent them an angel who came to the leper and said, what thing do you like most? He replied, good color and good skin for the people have a strong aversion towards me. The angel touched him and his illness was cured and he was given a good color and beautiful skin. The angel asked him, what kind of property do you like best? He replied, camels or cows. Ishaq, the narrator, was unsure. So the leper was given a pregnant she-camel and the angel said to him, May Allah bless you in it. The angel then went to the bald-headed man and said, What thing do you like most? He said, I like good hair and wish to be cured of this disease. For the people have a strong aversion towards me. The angel touched him and his illness was cured and he was given good hair. The angel asked him, What kind of property do you like best? He replied, Cows or camels. The angel gave him a pregnant cow and said, May Allah bless you in it. The angel went to the blind man and asked, What thing do you like best? He said, I like that Allah may restore my eyesight to me so that I may see the people. The angel touched his eyes and gave him back his eyesight. The angel asked him, What kind of property do you like best? He replied, Sheep. So he gave him a pregnant sheep. Afterwards, all the three pregnant animals gave birth to young ones and multiplied and brought forth so much that one of the three men had a herd of camels filling a valley and one had a herd of cows filling a valley and one had a flock of sheep filling a valley. Then the angel, disguised in the shape and appearance of a leper, went to the leper and said, I am a poor man who has lost all means of livelihood while on a journey, so none will satisfy my need except Allah. And then you in the name of him who has given you such nice color and beautiful skin and so much property I ask you to give me a camel so that I may reach my destination the man replied I have many obligations so I cannot give you the angel said I think I know you were you not a leper to whom the people had a strong aversion towards weren't you a poor man and then Allah gave you all this property he replied I got this property through inheritance from my forefathers the angel said if you are telling a lie then may Allah make you as you were before. Then the angel disguised in the shape and appearance of a bald man went to the bald man and said to him the same as he told the first one and he too answered the same as the first one did. The angel said if you are telling a lie then let Allah make you as you were before. The angel disguised in the shape of a blind man went to the blind man and said I am a poor man and a traveler whose means of livelihood have been exhausted while on a journey. I have nobody to help me except Allah and after him yourself I ask you in the name of him who has given you back your eyesight to give me a shape so that with it I may complete my journey. 
journey. The man said, no doubt, I was blind and Allah gave me back my eyesight. So take anything you wish from my property. By Allah, I will not stop you from taking anything you need of my property, which you may take for Allah's sake. The angel replied, keep your property. You three men have been tested and Allah is pleased with you and is angry with your two companions. Rawahu al-Bukhari wa Muslim. Hadith is muttafaqun alayh. For the general meaning of the hadith, the Prophet ﷺ relates the story of three men from Banu Israel. Each of them were afflicted with a deformity and suffered poverty. For this was the adversity that they faced before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed them with his blessings. For they faced adversity before the blessing. This is similar to the ayah that when the insan, Allah, gives them a blessing after they taste hardship, they say, this is from me. Allah wished to test them, so he sent an angel who cured them of their deformities and gave them wealth in livestock. Later the angel came back to them and asked each of them for material help, assuming in each case the form of the man before being healed, and reminded each of them of Allah's mercy when they were in need, whereupon their real characters were exposed. As for the blind man, he recognized the divine favors bestowed upon him and attributed them to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, thus preserving Allah's right in return for his favors. Allah was rightfully pleased with him. As for the other two men, they were ungrateful to Allah for his favors and rejected his blessings and thus deserved his anger. The shahid from the hadith is right at the end. For what did the Prophet ﷺ say that the Malak said? فَقَالَ أَمْسِكْ مَالَكْ He said, hold your wealth. I do not want your wealth. فَإِنَّمَا أُبْتُلِيتُمْ You have been tested by Allah. You three men have been tested. فَقَدْ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْكَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with you. Why was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala pleased with him? Because he acknowledged that the ni'mah was from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He acknowledged that he was in adversity before and every blessing that Allah gave him from his sight to the livestock was from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For when the man came to him asking for his wealth, he said, this is not really my wealth. This is the wealth of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I will not trouble you. Take whatever you want. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was pleased with him. He passed the test. He acknowledged the ni'mah from Allah and he thanked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the other two men, what did they do? They denied the ni'mah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they attributed it to the inheritance of their forefathers. As, as if they are saying, we are deserving of this wealth because it came from our forefathers. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was angry with them. Sakhat is the strong anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this anger, it's not clear from the hadith whether this anger is because of the major kufr or the minor kufr. But it can be for both of them. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is angry with the major kufr and he is also angry with the, with the minor kufr as well. Alright, we'll quickly have a look at the important issues of the chapter. There's four of them. The explanation of the ayah in Surah Fussilat. And we've explained this already. Two, the meaning of, he is sure to say, this is due to me. And as the Shaykh ibn Uthaymin, he said, that the correct meaning is that they say this believing that they are deserving of it. For the true believer, whatever ni'mah comes to them, they'd never say that, I am deserving of this. What do they say? They say this is from the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's the one that gave it to me. And he's the one that can take away and all thanks and all shukr belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and never attribute it to yourself. Three, the meaning of this has been given to me only because of knowledge I possess. This عندي we said it can either refer to the insan يعني I have this knowledge that's why I have this blessing or it can be the knowledge of Allah that يعني I know that Allah knows that I am deserving of this blessing. It can have both of these meanings. And then for the great lessons hidden in the wonderful story quoted. Yes, and there are many lessons from the most important of these lessons is to be thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the times of ease and in the times of hardship. For subhanallah, to say alhamdulillah, 
and have rida in the times of hardship is not something easy. But this is the main lesson that we learn to be thankful to Allah in the times of hardship and in the times of ease as well. Because in the times of ease, what does the insan tend to do? When they see themselves self-sufficient, they tend to transgress the boundaries of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And also to be wary of believing that you are deserving of any of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's blessings. For Allah, whatever blessing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you is because of his fadl, because of his grace and because of his blessings. And do not think for a minute that you are deserving of it. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika ashadu an la ilaha illa ant astaghfiruka wa atubu alaik wa jazakumullahu khayran.